Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Occurring, but what's occurring, but how are you, mate? All good, all good. I'm just uh, I'm tired, mate. I think uh, racing sometimes is easier than the real world, isn't it? Doing jobs around the house, looking after kids, and all that type of jazz. Um, yes, yes, and no, I'd, I'd argue with you on some of that, but no, I know, I know what you mean. It's a different type of fatigue, isn't it? You're always kind of chasing mm-hmm. your tail as opposed to smashing yourself up some climbs but yeah it is yeah credit credit to mums credit to mums out there oh shout out to single parents for sure um yeah but no yeah the main thing is that it's more doing the admin stuff in it like sorting out this electric bike i've got that's been on the terrace for the last year not working with a puncture and i'm like right i gotta sort that out so i start sorting it out and then they don't have a charger there so i have to come home and get a charger and just all like little jobs like that in it and valgren scooter in my parking space won't start need to take get the man over here to to get it but then he won't come to get it until Valgren signs something and he has to do that in person and you know it's just like admin like that and I'm just like mate might just move the scooter onto the street and just leave it like yeah oh mate gotta be honest sounds like a hard life that <laughs> you, had to, but, you had to fix a puncture and move a scooter fuck mate I don't know how you do it yeah no mate wonder, no wonder you're tired <laughs> but I guess I guess a few beers in the night don't help as well but um, it's all good though I'm riding my bike a little bit still just um, nothing hard at all 200 220 watt type thing but ticking over when Max is in school you know drop him off go on the bike pick him up you out tomorrow? no my parents oh. are out tomorrow so oh, and then flick, flicked yeah and then the Giro guys are coming over for a weekend actually so because I wanted to get them some in as a little thanks but didn't want to get them like I don't know some in where they're all like oh yeah cheers mate but then thinking you know, what am I going to do with this type thing so I was like oh boys just come over for a weekend I'll sort out a hotel and we'll um, do some well have a couple of good nights out together and stuff making memories you know what I mean I like that mate yeah so that'll be alright what you got in store I'll- for them or is it still a secret do they know? Uh, they don't. I told them we were going on a boat because um, they'd have to bring some stuff for that. Um, uh, but arm, you know, uh, armbands and that, like, yeah, a little rubber ring. But um, you know that magician that came to Max's party, mm-hmm. chatting to him afterwards, and um, I might see if he can come along. Well, no, he is coming along. Sound that'd be good. What's the boat? No, no, no. Afterwards, just for an hour, because he was on about mind reading and hypnotizing and I was like nah that's a load of I don't believe all that you know and like you see on TV and people are running around barking like a dog I'm like yeah. no chance 
So I've no idea. I was like, if you reckon you can do that, I would pay good money for you to do that. Mate, if you get five leg Pete Bogana running around your garden barking like a dog, please send me a video. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be on Instagram straight away, mate. But Or uh, like Pavel Sivakov up a tree pretending to be a monkey. <laughs> be great. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing, um, boat and then back, he's coming to your apartment or you staying at the house? Nah, so they're in the Columbus, so um, we'll just do it in the bar in the Columbus, like on that little terrace oh, cool. outside. Then go for food and, yeah, a few drinks, like, or carry on drinking. Yeah, yeah I'll be cool to that. Mm. Oh, happy days. That's, that's, uh, that's even more salt in the wound. I'll be I'll be on my way to China. Yeah, I was, be... as, we, as I was brought it up, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going to go down well, actually, with you, but... Yeah, no, I appreciate that, mate. I'll be I'll be on my way to China and you'll be watching Ghana barking. Not jealous <laughs> at all, mate. Uh, yeah, but at least, you know, you got decent legs. You can do something. Um, what's it called? Croatia was all right, wasn't it? Croatia was actually mega, mate. I, um, I will put that on my race program for the rest of my career. I loved it. It was six days. We had nice hotels. Beautiful roads, beautiful scenery. First time I've been to Croatia and it was bloody impressive, I've got to be honest. Um, and we, a lot of the times we finished and we had like an hour transfer, got back to the hotel, had like a swimming pool. We'd have like 20 minutes or even less, 10 minutes just messing around in the pool and then hop on the massage table and uh, yeah, go to dinner, play Monopoly deal after dinner for a couple of hour, or an hour and then hit the hay. So it was like a nice... You know, it's coming towards the end of the season. You still, I find you still race just as hard. When you got a number on, it's like like any other race. But it's just around the race, it's a little bit more relaxed. You know, not everyone disappearing after dinner. You just sit around, have a game of cards. You know, have ten minutes in the pool. Just a little bit more relaxed. And it was yeah, a bit morale. Really, That's what you need this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just keep the morale up. And we had we had a really successful week. We had. Um, Aliyah won the first stage, which his last win was actually at Tour Croatia last year when you were there. Yeah, so the last that, stage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that yeah. seemed Croatia seems to be his race. So that was yeah, really nice to see a guy who's achieved, you know, so many wins in his career. Had a bit of a dry patch, but win again. So that was nice. Um, and then Ethan was third overall. Coming back from injuries throughout the year, Magnus fourth. You know we know what he's been through, but he's been back to racing a little while. Um, so yeah, good week all round, really. It was uh, quality, good crack, some nice results, good fun. Yeah, I like it when you finish the week going that was successful and I had fun. That's the two boxes you want to tick, and they were ticked. So yeah, I'm going back to Croatia next year already. I'm in. Ah, sweet. Was the last stage the same as what we did? Like those tram lines in the centre of some city and bollards everywhere and... no I think they definitely learned from their mistakes it was uh, every stage was like nice finish good roads and the finish circuit we had was like a 5k circuit hot dog up and down a 3-4 lane boulevard it was it was lovely huh. I mean they, they still managed to crash don't get me wrong there was still <laughs> a, the, yeah. the, the race winner rode into a barrier with 100 metres to go so you know you could put us on a four lane highway all you want, but we'll still find a way to crash. Yeah, yeah. Well, technical finishes are like, um, I find it better anyway, because once you get in position, you kind of, you don't move much. Whereas big, wide roads, yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're more than half the problem, I'd say. Um, 
but saying that last year's last stage wasn't necessarily just technical it was actually quite dangerous but that's a different story but no I remember watching that mate that was that last stage you were like in and out of bollards that was up on the pavement like yeah. pedestrians walking around it was bonkers yeah this year I think they they learned from their mistakes and yeah I can't say a bad word about it it was a, it was a brilliant week so quality yeah. you, I know what you're doing you, you're getting ready you're lining up a move for Bahrain aren't you <laughs> Is well, it, it the owner of Bahrain or something like who organises that race? It, well, not it Bahrain is. owner, but like general manager or whatever. It is. And now you've brought that up, I'll tell you a little story. So we're, one day the, the bus had to leave 30 minutes before the, the finish. Sorry, before the start. So we sign on and there's a little bar next to uh, the sign on podium. And we go there, we sit down. One of the boys had like 20 euros. So we had seven Fantas. And I'm just about to get up and walk to the bar. And this guy comes over. Ah, what do you boys want? Seven Fantas. And he's wearing a Croatia organizer top. So I'll get these. It'll be easier if I get them. I said, all right. And it turned out it was the event organizer who is also the kingpin of Bahrain. So he bought us seven Fantas. And he said, um, so how's the race going this year? This was after three, four days. I said, no, it's brilliant. It's, it's lovely. Um, so far, so good. I didn't know at the time who he was. Yeah, brilliant. Um, he said, because last year we had a few negative comments off your team. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Who who was that off and what did they say? He said, oh, it was um, it, it was Thomas. It was Thomas it was. He wasn't wasn't very happy. I said, yeah, he's, old bugger. he's an old bugger and he don't worry. He's, uh, uh, I, I spoke to him after and he was actually... One of the ones who recommended I come to this race, he said it was lovely. Oh, okay, yeah, it was quite negative from Thomas. And then it turned out later it was who it was, King of Bahrain. <laughs> so, uh, mate, that's that's one team you're never going to ride for. <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm done riding soon, but I'll tell you that. But um, I don't think I was that negative about it. Yeah, well, it was it was bad for what it was. But then this is right before we we were going to talk cycling before we got into rumours but gotta jump in here about the whole jumbo quick step thing you know the last pods we did that created yeah. a bit of a media Ooh. whirlwind didn't it Gary Thomas made the made the Belgian news <laughs> when Zaplusky sent that on our group I was like oh my <laughs> god could you imagine that in like to make it on the British news you have to win the tour yeah and that's about it. Or maybe Olympic gold. Like, they don't talk about rumours about this guy and that guy joining and whatever. But um, it's the same thing with the, the Croatia thing. Like I said, during the Walter, didn't I? Like, oh, got to get back on the bike because otherwise I'll have to go to Croatia. Obviously, yeah. it was a joke. But I don't think people get our, our humour, mate. But No, Mr. Bahrain did not see that as a joke, Mr. Thomas. <laughs> um, Quality. Just, yeah, that... For anyone who didn't listen to the last podcast, we were like joking, talking about the bar rate, uh, the jumbo and quick step merge. And G said, it's not going to work because Remco hates jumbo and jumbo hates Remco. Very tongue in cheek. And that's the quote that made it to the 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 Belgian news and quite a lot of outlets. And yeah. suddenly you become oh. become famous, didn't you, G? Yeah, famous overnight. Like one thing I said was like, oh yeah, but I don't want to start any rumors or anything. I thought that was highlighting underlining the fact that it's a joke you know what i mean but not nah, straight over there Ed. So i think it's a bit of dry humor must be a british thing i don't know but um 
anyway, this weekend, Lombardia, mate. Have you seen any of the build of these uh, build-up races for that? Who's going well? Who's I haven't seen anything to be honest. No, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen a great deal. I've looked at the results. Um, I haven't even seen them. To be fair, like who won? What is it? Trey Valley and um, that one in Bologna up that steep thing. Well, I know that uh, Bajoli won Piemonte today. I can tell you that much. Um, apart that's from that, flat, though, isn't it? Hang on, who won the last one? Uh, no, no, it's not flat. No, no, it was warfare. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Who won the last one? I don't know. doesn't matter because we can name the favourites. There's what? Three, four of them? One, Roglic. Two, Poggy. Vinegard, maybe. And the rest. Is he riding? Are, I don't know. Let's say he is. <laughs> I know, I know. Poggy and Poggy and Roggy are riding, so yeah, it's hard to see past them, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just trying to flick through the results now and see what. Oh, Van Wilder won, didn't he? Did you see his interview? Yes, great interview. Yeah, one of the boys sent me that actually. To be fair, Carapaz second, Vlasov third. Oh, Vlasov beat Roglic, Pogacar, unless he he beat them in a sprint. Surely not. He must have been well, just they're all on the same time. Away. Yeah. Woods, yeah. Zana, Izaguerre, Rodriguez. Oh, Carlos is, you know, top 10. Up there with those boys. Mass O'Connor, Hulisi. So, yeah, Carlos could do it right, though, eh? He was um, good in Tour Britain. He's, he must be our leader, I would have thought. Or Pavel. Yeah. Oh, Pavel, um, yeah. I think they'd be back in one of them pair, won't they? Pavlova, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms Yitzy. of uh, research here, we, in terms of the research level, we're probably at about one out of ten here. <laughs> yeah, Sc- mate. Scr- uh, scrolling on pro cycling stats as we speak, trying to find out who's going to win Lombardia. Yeah. Why did we even bother putting it in there? That's, oh, that's what we'll talk about, Lombardia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice one, George. Uh uh, yeah, I mean, Pog, Poggy's going to win it. Boom, coming at me. Anything to add about Lombardia? No, but let me just look at Trey Valley again. Where the hell's that gone now? I was going to pick a winner. I'll ask you one question about the race and see if you know the answer. I'm pretty sure you do. What's the nickname of Lombardia? Uh, no idea. Garrett Thomas. Is it? After me? Hang your head in shame. <laughs> The Race of the Fallen Leaves. Ah, yeah, I knew that. Well, yeah. you didn't answer when I asked you, did you? No, but I was kind of thinking it must be um, some Italian thing. But no, I did know that. Okay, all right. But it's good sure. weather, though, eh? Oh, what about Remco? Is Remco going to win it? Yeah, probably win it next year with a better squad round of money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, that on the Bel- get that on the Belgian news <laughs> <laughs> he did text me saying that actually it's looking likely anyway moving yeah. on um, Carlos I'm going to go for <laughs> sod it I'm going to uh, back my man back my man I- I'd say mm. is Pavel not a better chance than Carlos oh Pavel yeah no Pavla I'll go Pavla just because 
you know, he's going to have a good weekend to look forward to or good night. Yeah. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Win Lombardia and then turn into a monkey or something. Exactly. Happy days. <laughs> um, yeah, Pavel. Pavel can win. Yeah. Pavel, I'll go, I'll go Poggy. All right. Bit well, on that note. Bit, bit boring. Bit boring, on but kind of, he'll be Poggy, won't he? Probably. Yeah. So, well, should we have a quick break and uh, come back and talk about rumours? Let's do it, son. So, mate, during those ads, you just filled me in, basically. So, Jumbo are taking Quick Step, a few riders from them, and a load of cash. And then the rest of Quick Step are just going to race around Belgium in the mud, like with Lefebvre just falling out with loads of guys or what? What's the crack <laughs> there, mate? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's just a mental situation and day by day it just uh, there's always something new but I think my source is the same as most people which is hearing bits and bobs seeing a bit on social media and I think the only thing that's clear is that there's nothing really clear it's yeah I mean it, from what I understand that's a situation where it'll be mm. Jumbo Visma will take 24 riders and then take six from Quick Step. So which six? That's the big question mark. And then the rest of uh, Quick Step with a few of Jumbo will form another team. So it's like a, a merge, and then it's like getting married and then instantly getting divorced. Mm. So there's obviously going to be one super team, which you know Jumbo are going to get even stronger. And yeah, funnily enough, it's pretty much what I predicted last time that they'll yeah. put their resources together, have one mega team, one average team, one massive budget, one average budget, and yeah, on they go. That's what yeah. I understand. Well, we can't really talk about this without mentioning Roglic, cause, but he's off to Bora as well, you said. Yeah, it looks like. Um, but that's another big question, Mark, is with this merger, what happens to people's contracts if they're existing contracts are they free if they have a better offer elsewhere or prefer somewhere else are they free to go and you'd yeah. think they'd have to sign another contract wouldn't you you'd think so because it's a new name new structure on paper new owner new boss um mm. so on paper it's actually a completely new team so they'd have to sign a new contract so if they weren't happy with that merger or where they were or had a better offer offer some elsewhere then maybe they can leave. So it makes sense yeah. now. When Remco texts me saying, "See you soon, mate." Right it, now, that makes sense now. Yeah, he's well, he's got the medicals in October, <laughs> hasn't he? And then we'll probably see him in Mallorca, then, won't we? Uh, it, it, uh, who, well, who knows? If you're him, if you're Remco now, and this merge is happening, like, are you happy or are you not so happy? You don't want to be I in the same team as Vingegaard, surely. Mate, I, the honest answer is I don't know, but I think if they merge and if they have, just from a general cycling fan point point of view, to have Remco, Vingegaard and Sepp in the same team, 
is a shame. I mean, what would be great is if you ended up at the end of the day with Remco, Roglic, Poggy and Vinegard in four different teams going to the Tour de France, man oh man. That, that's what cycling fans want. The mm. four current best GC riders, arguably. You're number five, mate, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> in all different teams going head to head in the biggest race. That's what you want. So yeah. as soon as, I mean, if Remco does go to Jumbo, his hands are tied. He's going there as number two. Vinegar's number one, hands down. Um, he's won the Tour de France before for, for crying out loud. <laughs> two <laughs> so, times for crying out loud. Two times yeah. crying out loud. So, you, you know, if, if you're the second, third, fourth best GC guy in the world, do you want to go and, you know, hold hands with the be- with num- the number one in the world? No, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, that's why, yeah. Yeah, that's why he texted you. Well, well, one good thing though, to be fair, is that the team's not actually folding then, by the sounds of it. At least there's still going to be two teams, still everyone employed, etc. Because that's that's the that's the worst thing about two teams folding, and it? it's all the jobs that are going to go. So, at least that's good. It'll be interesting to see what everyone does. A Roglic to Bora sounds like it was obvious, wasn't it, that he wanted to go? Like the way he was riding the way he sort of was he just wanted to be out of there and have his own shot and he really wants to win the tour doesn't he that's obvious like, and there's nothing wrong with that so that'll be that'll be interesting to see how he goes there as well because they got that young dude who was what's his name now Sian something or other the Belgian guy Hutebricks that's the one I think he's still there in Bora next year so and Vlasov I'm guessing he's still there yeah. Not bad, not bad um, climbing trio that. So it's a decent move for Roglic, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if he's probably, I don't know if it was decided before or after the Vuelta, but that was probably the nail in the coffin for him, wasn't it? Having his hands tied there. Um, you know, not going to the tour and doing Giro Vuelta. The last thing on the list is the tour. And mm. he's not going to get that if he's sat on the bus next to Vinegard, is he? So... Makes sense. Great team, strong team. They'll build it round him. Um, you have the likes of like Danny Van mm. Poppel and people like that getting him through the flat days as well. He seems to be getting better and better by the day. Um, so, yeah, good move. He's also re- supposed to be making six million. So, you know, he's not going to go short either, is he? Exactly, exactly. He'll still be able to pay for his heating, but... Um... Just, just thinking about Remco now, I, don't, I have no idea what he's, who he's talking to. Well, I know Ineos were at one stage. I don't know if they still are. I don't know if he's close to, if he wants to leave or not. But one positive, if he did go to Jumbo, right? He's with Vinegard. All the pressure's on Vinegard. He can be there as a backup type thing. Like Sepp. Or, well, no, Sepp was never a backup, but he was always pure domestique. But you never know in the tour. So much can happen, as we know. And, and Vinegar has had a very pleasant three years hasn't really had the only one thing that seemed to go wrong was that day on the cobbles last year when it was like like swapping bikes going left (laughs) right all over the road but he hasn't had any major issues has he like he might have had a couple of spills but nothing crazy Um, and Remco he can learn a lot there you know because let's face it quick step on a GC team they were they were trying to adapt and they were doing well don't get me wrong won the Volta for crying out loud but (laughs) 
you know, they, they were very much a one-day team, whereas Jumbo is a stage race team and he can learn a lot there. He can learn a lot. Ineos probably going crazy now if they are close talks with him. But he can also learn a lot here. But just thinking if he is actually, if he does stay with this Jumbo thing then, um, you know, he's still young. He can learn a lot. He can maybe take advantage if something happens to... Like, Jonas is going to be the leader. Like, there's no question of that. But who knows? Things change quickly in sport, don't they? If I was him advising him, I definitely would say, look at other options. I don't think it'd be ideal, but that's trying to look at a positive if he ended up going there. That's what I would say. No, there's a few good points there, mate. And I think you say nothing really wrong for Vinegard and spot on. Like, a big part of that is having the team around you. Like, when you... Yeah won the tour, when Froome won the tour, things never really went wrong. And when you have a strong team around you, right place, right time, right mentality, good things happen, don't they? And I think that's a result of, of that. Um, and again, just to be clear, me and Gio are completely taking the piss with Remco. We don't know where he's going. But I would say he can learn a lot from a couple of teams. But just I'm purely putting myself in his shoes now. I don't think he'd respond well to being number two or three in a team because with mm. Van Aert as well in the classics, he seems a guy who goes in as number one, which is a good thing. Go in as number one. I'm the kingpin. I'll take responsibility and I'll bring the results. And to me, that's the type of guy he strikes me as. He wants, he's happy to take that pressure. He's happy where, to be front front page news. Yeah, where do you reckon he should go then? Because where should he go? Yeah, what teams would be a good ones? He should go to. He should come to us. Anyone else? There isn't really, is there? If I was him, if I was him, you're looking. What you're looking for? You're looking for a team that has experience in winning Grand Tours, and you know, halfway house classics. They've got the some of the riders who were there and part of that big success are still there now. Um, mm. two I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. You say experience, like experience of the riders there but also yeah the background staff as well have been there done it gone through it yeah so so you're looking for the the experience of staff and riders who've been there and done it over a long period of time you need a team who can pay you what you what you want what you know what your value is which to, to be honest without sounding like a dick that writes off a decent number of teams and i struggle to see that there's many teams who can who can who can vouch for that and I think we're one mm. of them so again I've got no clue but just if I'm, if I'm in his shoes it's the obvious choice yeah not much to say there I pretty much agree with that because so. if you think UAE they've got their leader Bora now got the leader Jumbo now got the leader after us what other teams have really like won Grand Tours in the past 10 years yeah, movie star, star, but they're nowhere near what they were. Uh, Spanish speaking, you know, would that? Yeah, that would probably be a bit of a deal breaker for him. So, there's, yeah, for me, if I was in his shoes, yeah, I'd get yourself to Mallorca in December with us boys. <laughs> Boom, lovely place that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and Cav, Cav yes. as well. That's big news. One more year, or at least up till end of July. Yeah, massive, mate. He's obviously, uh, there's obviously one thing that's keeping him going, and that's that, you know, that final Tour de France stage win. 
Uh, he's equal to Eddie Merckx, and he's 34. He wants to get that 35th. Um, you know, they've obviously not just backed him for a year, but you're sorry, they have backed him for a year, but they've gone above and beyond. They've really started looking into lead outs. They've signed arguably the best lead out man over the past decade uh, in Morkov. So, you know, they're putting they? a bit of squad. I didn't know that. Yeah, Morkov's got going there with him. Uh, so, you know, they're investing if they put Morkov and then they've got Keys or Cease Ball, man before him. Suddenly they've got a pretty good looking train there. So, they're, you know, they're all in for that, which is, which is great, isn't it? Mm, yeah, fair play. What's what's the deal with that? What about Jakobsen? Has he gone somewhere else? DSM. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, that's a funny move, that though. So he's gone to DSM. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of changes. Um, actually, probably can't even say them all, but yeah, there's a lot in there. Uh, mm. The sprinters are, are one market that just kind of everyone switched teams. Uh, yeah, again, Merlier, he's another one. Where will he end up? Will he end up in the Jumbo camp or the Quickstep camp? You know, the, these guys who are borderline got to be sat at home now thinking, which side of the fence am I going to be on? Yeah, yeah, and this Koi, did, he was going somewhere else, wasn't he, already? No, he resigned with Jumbo. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then which Sam Bennett's he... moving, isn't he? And obviously Caleb's had, you know, that team's not the best uh, environment at the minute, so... A lot of change there, isn't it? Yeah, fair play. Yeah, the sprinters market just got turned up upside down and yeah, it's always strange to start of next year, everyone would be in different jerseys and on the back of different lead out trains, but no doubt we'll get the same old winners. Yeah. I think we should have signed a big sprinter a year or two ago. Yeah. Well, we've had this conversation a few times, haven't we? But I think that would have I think it's good for the young guys in the team as well to like if you've got someone like Cav, doesn't have to be Cav, but if you've got a decent sprinter who's vocal and knows what he's doing, got the experience, like I remember like when I started out, like in the lead out, like you learn so much not just about actually leading out, but holding your position in the Peloton, you know, where you want to be, left or right, moving as a group, making space for each other, all that jazz. I think that is invaluable and like I benefit from that now, even riding G C, you know, it's just yeah, like I say, you're able to follow people easier. Like when you're fighting for position, you kind of know how to ride in the peloton and, you know, make a bit of space. And I think for our team, or even if there was a a really good lead-out man that came, but then it'd be hard to do that if you don't really have this guy to finish it off. But, um, you know, guys like Ethan, who he blatantly does struggle at times in the peloton. And when you're a sprinter, like that's kind of key. Okay, he's not an out-and-out sprinter, but he he's super fast when there's a a few of the pure sprinters have been dropped so guys like him you know Plappy who hasn't raced much that was another rumour I saw that he's off but um, yeah but anyway Plappy like he hasn't raced much in Europe at all like um, he'd benefit from that a lot like guys like Magnus I think it'd be um, great but obviously yeah it's still very much GC team in it 100% agree like I was fortunate enough well you did you did a lot with Cav didn't you but I did one year with him and it was first year pro and just doing some smaller races on a tour of Denmark tour of Britain and having him there invaluable mate and it's something that stays with you for the rest of your life having a a sprinter who knows exactly what they want will tell you more than straight if you do something wrong um, yeah like you say moving around the peloton all together as a unit delivering that man to the, to the line yeah worth every worth, worth his weight in gold 
Mm. And also, I think we're like, in terms of wins this year, I think we're fourth team, maybe 35 wins we've had this year. And if you think... That's not bad, is it? No, it's quite up there without... Um, a sprinter. Yeah, like, you know, like we said, we've got Alia, and he's just picked up his first win last week. Uh, he's not quite, you know, the top <clears throat> top tier of sprinters. So if you brought someone in who picked up five, six wins, you know, that's an eighth year wins. That's is huge just with just with one guy. So it would have been nice, but hey ho. Yeah. But saying that, it's definitely been a um transition, a team in transition for a number of reasons, but we're definitely heading in the right direction now, I feel. Like you know, it was it's you know, Dave's had his issues, haven't he? Like health issues and he's changed his role and a few key people left, Fran Miller and, you know, Rod left for a year and, you know, Tim was sort of like needing a new challenge, I think, really, but he ended up leaving as well. And it's been, it has been a big change when you look at it, really. Um, but yeah, mate, I feel like we are moving in the right direction. It's just when you've got a team, which is predominantly young guys as well, just takes time for them to mature, doesn't it? And if, if you don't have someone, you know, if you're not prepared to drop, you know, five, six mil on a kid, you know, early on, and you're not the first to get him, it's just, it's hard, you know? It's not, it just doesn't happen overnight. Everyone just thinks, oh yeah, boom, going to get Remco, and then we're just going to start winning. It's just not the same, is it? So, No, definitely. I think, you know, we were the, the hunted team for a long time, and we were the team who turned up to Dauphiné, Swiss, and Tour for quite a long, well, do you know what? Most Asian races throughout the year mm. and would win and sometimes dominate through that kind of 2012, 13 to 2020. Long period of time and we were the hunted. And now we've been overtaken, uh, clearly. We're still right there, you know, there or thereabouts, but, you know, we've been overtaken by a team or two. And now you turn into the hunter and that's a, it's a dangerous position when you're on top to be the hunted and have 17 teams looking at you, assessing you, trying to beat you, you can only stay there for so long. And we did it for a long time. And yeah, we've changed from the hunted to the hunter. And now we're, we're coming for them, aren't we? And, you know, made some good signings next year. And uh, I think we just need to roll our sleeves up and, and get back into it, don't we? Yeah, for sure. Enjoy it while you can, Jumbo. It ain't going to last, boys. Yeah. Jumbo, quick step, no. whatever you whatever you're called. Yeah, we'll come for you. Yeah, Visma, bloody Visma, Sudal, whatever. De yeah, yeah. Um, but saying that, I, d- I don't think anyone, <laughs> you know, Jum- <laughs> Jumbo have overtaken us. Yeah, but I don't think UAE. I wouldn't say UAE. It's just because they've got Pog. Take Pog out of it. They've got some super talented riders. Don't get me wrong, but the Walter mate, like looking back at it, like it was just a team of. They were like Jumbo. They were just doing their own race, but it just didn't stand out because they weren't first, second, and third. You know, there was days when Almeida just left uh, Ayuso behind, and then another day where Ayuso just left Almeida, and like, yeah, and then you got Soler in the mix as well. Like, it seemed a bit um, all over the place, really. When like when Pog's not there, it's like it's it's like everyone's oh, I got my chance now. Mate, yeah, I think when when Poggy's there, it's clear the team's there for him and it's one goal. 
Mm. And I think whenever Jumbo race in general, they they act and ride like a team, whatever race they're at. But with UAE, if Poggy's not there, it's like uh, it does seem like a bunch of individuals. They're just uh, yeah, they can still perform and do really well. But yeah, exactly, they can still perform and do well. But they they don't ride off each other, and they don't um, they're not arm in arm. Are they they're not yeah bit of bit of individuality when when Poggy's not there. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Mate. Yeah, we we got. Oh, we should also say after this we got one more pod, haven't we? That's the season done. This is our yeah. ultimate. I know, mate. That's gone quick. Well, it? for you it is. You get a nice blinking six month break now. I'm straight onto the GTCC yeah, with uh, Tom Fordyce, mate. Got some good guests lined up, but yeah, keep podding away. We're going to bring you in though for a few. I feel just to you know. No worries. Share the love, keep back the, me up a bit. Keep the cohesion. I'll be yeah, there, mate. Exactly. Just give me a buzz. So I think the last one we're going to do, um, I don't know when it'll, when it'll drop. We'll probably, we'll do it next week or whatever. But it's going to be end of season awards as we do every year and then end of season yes. review on, on my season personally and on your season personally and then finish off with, yeah, end of season awards. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your penultimate what's occurring so enjoy it tidy and a breakdown of China surely you've got to give us a run down there yeah yeah I'll let you know about all the all the all the antics all the Chinese shenanigans I'll let you know anything else to add or are we all good brother quality now enjoy your um, egg fried rice and sweet and sour pork Cantonese style they do all that right number 62 and 48 that's it mate that's, that's, that's got my name all over it 64 with a side <laughs> of uh, 83 Oh, and enjoy your uh, sauce. Oh, lovely. Oh, you're making me want a Chinese now. Enjoy hmm. your boat and your hypnotist and your bottle of vodka, whatever you're going to have. Um, oh, have a good one, well son. Done, nice one. And catch you soon, All brother. Right. Ta da, boy. Ta da. Where you belong.